Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Big question today. Why is the Nuremberg Code being ignored? As most people are aware, the Supreme Court of the United States, or SCOTUS, recently ruled on Biden's vaccine mandate. Interestingly enough, SCOTUS did not rule according to the Constitution, and their rulings appeared to speak out of both sides of their mouth, actually, because of that. A friend of mine and prolific writer David Rissolata wrote a great article on this very subject. It's called The Supreme Court's Flawed Vaccine Mandate Approach, and I've got a link to that in the transcript. It's well worth a read. Attorney Robert F. Kennedy Jr. also weighed in on SCOTUS ruling. Both articles are well written and, uh, in my opinion, just simply present facts. In essence, SCOTUS based its decisions or its decisions on the Commerce Clause, which apparently broadened OSHA's power years ago. However, according to SCOTUS, they did not believe OSHA currently has enough power to push and regulate a vaccine mandate for private businesses. Now, again, that's according to the Commerce Clause, not the Constitution. SCOTUS implied that if Congress were to increase OSHA's power, then the mandate would be constitutional. It's patently false. You can't create bills which become laws that supposedly alter the Constitution and give more power to agencies that are created after the Constitution is fixed and written. The only way to change the Constitution is by an actual amendment, which is very difficult to do. And it was purposefully created that way so that the Constitution could not be altered easily or willy-nilly. SCOTUS's concern had nothing to do with whether or not we the people should be inflicted with or coerced by a mandate that forces everyone to accept what really is nothing more than a medical experiment. Remember, the vax is experimental. Still, it has not been fully approved by FDA. RFK Jr. notes that SCOTUS was not in the least concerned with the Nuremberg Code, for instance. Their concern was solely whether OSHA has the necessary power to regulate Biden's mandate or not. And here's a quote from RFK's article. He says, The Nuremberg Code is an international research ethics code that came into being during the trials of Nazi war criminals after World War II. Now, its central ideas are voluntary consent and the prohibition of unnecessary, risky, or random experimentation on human beings, unquote. Now, amazing that SCOTUS was not the least concerned about whether their job was to uphold the right of U.S. citizens to exercise voluntary consent as illuminated by the Constitution. Now, once did that topic come up, Risolata David Risolata essentially makes the same point in a different way. He says this, quote, according to a more liberally biased article on the case, the court didn't question the so-called danger posed by the pandemic or the vaccines or masking may not be necessary for fighting it. The article acknowledged that the case was heard strictly on the merits of OSHA's regulatory power to issue such a ruling. This is perhaps the most disturbing aspect of the case. COVID-19 has been nothing but contradictions, misinformation, and outright lies, unquote. 
Well, this is exactly why SCOTUS ruled against the VAX mandate for almost everyone outside the federal government, but ruled in favor of Biden's mandate for all federal employees, including military, and then contradicted themselves by adding healthcare workers into the mix because ostensibly their employers receive federal dollars through Medicare and Medicaid. It's really just, I mean, disinformation, I guess is what you can call it. It is contradicting itself. The whole thing is absurd, but for now, non-federal employees in private companies are exempt. However, all it would take would be for Congress to pass a bill signed into law by POTUS that would increase OSHA's power, and SCOTUS then would very likely rule that it would then be constitutional. But as I mentioned, the reality is that it would not be constitutional. But for now, we've dodged a bullet. Frankly, I would not comply anyway, even if it became quote-unquote law, because it would be illegal according to the Constitution. Well, let's move on to some more truth. Recently, Project Veritas did some excellent, excellent undercover work, and I have a link to what they uncovered in the transcript. According to newly released documents, both hydroxychloroquine, or HCQ, and ivermectin, IVM, were known to be efficacious in fighting SARS-CoV-2 way back in, wait for it, April of 2020. That's not a misprint. You didn't mishear me. The new, they knew that as far back as April of 2020, wow, now this should be shocking to folks who haven't been aware that something seriously was amiss with the pandemic. All early treatments of CV-19 were swept off the table. Only remdesivir, IVs, intubation were the acceptable methods to try to cure and keep people alive, and other meds were thrown in for good measure, but they weren't. HCQ or IVM. Quite simply, here's the problem. If they knew about the efficacy of these two drugs in early treatment of COVID-19 and deliberately withheld the use of them through deceit or obfuscation, that can only mean two things. First, they obviously wanted to create growing fear of COVID and prolong the pandemic by allowing CV-19 to spread uncontested throughout society though some are possibly culpable. I mean, really. And second, it also means they deliberately murdered many people who could have been saved. Now, I'm not talking about the doctors and other frontline healthcare workers, uh, though some are possibly culpable. By and large, they simply obeyed the dictates of CDC and FDA from their front man, Anthony Fauci. I'm rather talking about the people in authority who knew that both HCQ and IVM were curatives, but deliberately hid that information from healthcare workers and the general public. And instead, instead, what they did was promoted drugs and methods that had, at best, questionable efficacy. At worst, these substitute drugs and methods may have prompted death, as numerous doctors have claimed. You know, I fully realize for people who continue to believe Big Pharma wants to save people and not harm, these facts will most likely not matter. Their cognitive dissonance will prohibit them from accepting these facts. To preserve their own faulty reasoning, they will need to label the information released by Project Veritas as fake news or slander, while continuing to hold Fauci up as being a hero instead of a charlatan and murderer that he may well be. 
Now, unfortunately, those who continue to resolutely believe in Fauci will also never consider that he has essentially done the same thing roughly 40 years ago with the HIV slash AIDS virus, as I've reported before. And because of this, his dictates then, thousands of people may have needlessly died. He used the same PCR test then to determine if someone had HIV, and then they were told that to save their life, they must start taking the drug AZT. Unfortunately, rather than save people, many almost immediately began the downward spiral to death. But for those who seek the truth, because the spirit of truth lives within them, this new information provided by Project Veritas will be mulled over, investigated further, and ultimately absorbed and embraced if it is actually true. The former group won't even consider additional investigation, but will shrug things off immediately, claiming that they have discernment to know. Well, something very foul and evil has been afoot worldwide and it continues to exist because too many have fallen for and embraced the lies, never even considering that powerful people enslaved to and tutored by Satan himself have done his bidding. And they see us because of that as worthless, just the way he sees us and can therefore do away with us with no remorse. In fact, they likely look at the multitude of deaths from untreated COVID and from the vax itself as necessary. And by the way, the specific documents that I'm referring to from Project Veritas are all the way at the bottom of the link in the transcript. Please take the time to read them. And um, I think you'll be glad you did. Well, considering some COVID-19 updates, something is growing increasingly weird. Things are not what they seem. I mean, more information can be heard in this two-hour video from Steve Kirsch Interviews, where he interviews five nurses, and there's, again, a link in the transcript, who tell us what their experience has been and what's actually going on in hospitals. Either they're lying or telling the truth, right? You decide. One of the nurses is quite clear about her beliefs that the powers that be are eradicating the elderly and anyone else considered a drain on society. Several of the nurses have received death threats. Their homes have been broken into. And at least one has been placed on investigative release pending a decision whether or not to fire her and or remove her nursing license. I encourage you to watch it and share it. Steve Kirsch has more to say about this problem. And uh, he says it in a video entitled Incriminating Evidence and another interviews with Steve Stu Peters, excuse me. Certainly both are worth a read or a listen. But the problem is that it is increasingly appearing that the CV Vax is not doing what the godfathers of health and safety have promised that it would do. You remember, Fauci said way back when that he believed the vax was going to be 90, 95% effective. Well, it's not even close to that, not even close. But in spite of all the problems associated with, allegedly, with the vax, it also appears that MSM and many leaders throughout the world continue to push the vax as though it was really the cure-all it was promised to be. But what is more unconscionable is the fact that not only is the vax continuing to be pushed, but we are also hearing about more ways they're trying to explain away the blood clots, heart problems, and heart attacks leading to deaths. It's becoming the norm to hear about people who quote-unquote died suddenly or went to sleep one night and never woke up the next morning. 
as well as babies dying in vitro from heart failure. It's becoming a new norm for the growing preponderance of heart attacks experienced by top-notch athletes as they are playing their game, soccer, or other games, football. Explanations have varied from, oh, it's climate change, uh, to athletes not getting enough exercise. Um, these are world-class athletes, but they're not getting enough exercise. I find that interesting that even now, cigarette and tobacco companies are also getting into the act, offering excuses for the increase in blood clots and heart attacks that people are experiencing. I've included images in the transcript, and it's very interesting. They changed the label warning on packs of cigarettes and tobacco products just from December 2021 to January 2022, one month. It now says this, quote, inhaling even small amounts of toxic chemicals and tobacco smoke can trigger sudden blood clots, heart attacks, and strokes. Previously, the label stated, Here's a quote, tobacco smoke contains a toxic mix of chemicals that causes disease and early death in children and non-smoking adults exposed to that smoke, unquote. Now, in all fairness here, the FDA did release new warnings in 2019 that had not been written on the side of tobacco products previously. And I've included a picture of the 12 different labels that they had released in 2019. But none of them made claims that secondhand smoke can cause blood clots or heart attacks in people who don't smoke. That happened this month, January 2022. Why? Why didn't anyone know about this before? Well, the implication is that even if someone is hardly ever around a smoker and inhales some secondhand smoke, a blood clot, stroke, or heart attack can occur now. Wow, really? Did that ever happen before? Hmm. My parents smoked for years. As a child, I was around their smoke. I never had or experienced a blood clot, a stroke, or a heart attack. I'm around people sometimes today who smoke. I still don't experience blood clot, stroke, or heart attacks. It just seems to me that the disinformation that is being produced is simply being done to get our eyes off of the fact that the vax may be hugely problematic. And since none of the pharma companies have any liability whatsoever, they have no interest in pulling it because they're making money hand over fist. But in Europe, it's becoming more and more difficult for people who are willingly not vaxxed. Presidents of countries like Austria, France, Germany, and elsewhere, we already know about Australia, don't we, are pulling out all the stops to cut off the unvaxxed from people and make their lives miserable. You can read more about it at a link I have in the transcript from Now the End Begins. But what is driving this? I mean, the insanity of people who believe that the vax is improving the lives of people or their children, even when those children develop myocarditis or other adverse effects. That, that's astounding to me that they can be that implacable, immovable, almost insane in their belief that these things are good. The EU drug regulator has now announced a new possible adverse reaction, rare spinal cord condition known as traverse myelitis. This is listed as a very rare disease by the NIH here in the United States, which is inflammation of the spinal cord. I bet that feels great when part of or the entire spinal cord is inflamed. What do you think? Well, given the situation that exists in society and depending upon where you live, what is the Christian to do? Well, I know of no other action 
in response to all of this except to submit ourselves to God for his perfect will to be lived out in and through us. What else is there to do? I firmly believe that as we do this, he will create within us a true discernment that will allow things to see things. It'll allow us to see things more clearly from his perspective. Imagine how Joseph felt when his brother sold him into slavery, then sold him to Potiphar in Egypt. Imagine what it felt like after he was falsely accused of attempted rape and thrown into prison. Imagine Joseph's thoughts when he continued to languish in prison for several years, even after he was provided God-given insight, allowing him to correctly interpret the dreams of the chief baker and the uh, cupbearer. Genesis 37-40. In his humanity, it would have been very difficult for Joseph to believe that all of this was part of God's plan. Yet it appears that when his brothers ultimately prostrated before him in fulfillment to a dream he had when he was 17, Genesis 42, instead of being vindictive, he ultimately met their need and loved them, Genesis 43. He can only do that if God does a work in the person. How do you do what Joseph did if you've not learned to trust him and have not come to the end of your own struggling against him? This is something every Christian needs to learn and God will be there to walk us through it as he recreates the image and character of his beloved son within us. It's not easy and we can all attest to that, can't we? However, it is something we must persevere in doing so that his peace will live within us and pass all understanding. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And which only comes to us, by the way, as we develop an attitude of submission, praise, and adoration. That is our responsibility and we must pursue it daily. Let me close with those verses from uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Jesus Christ. Folks, thanks for joining me today. And uh, I pray that you have a great Monday, that you get to know our Lord better, that you successfully submit to him and learn greater trust in him, and that his peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in Him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 